0: Sometimes life sucks. I mean, if you're a wrestler and have a badass finisher and one day you can't do it anymore, you're not going to be a happy bear. You're going to be a sad panda and have to pivot to something else. Then you've got to get that over. It's tough. This happens all the time in wrestling, though. So in case you missed it, I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do subscribe. And this is 10 wrestlers who could no longer perform their finish. Number 10, The Undertaker. Before Mark Calloway was The Undertaker, he was learning his trade and had a very cool trick up his arsenal. Dubbed the heat-seeking missile, when he had toed to the middle of the ring, he would leap off the rope and wham his opponents with an elbow drop. Now, this was impressive given his size, but in terms of making you go, Holy crap, it didn't cut it. Even then, he still pondered about using it when he made the jump to the WWE in 1990, before he realized that was never going to work, given he's meant to be an undead zombie. This is when the tombstone was suggested, which was, let's face it, one of the greatest finishes ever. I mean, seriously, try and think of a better one. You can't. Number nine, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has had nothing but good finishes. In FCW, he used the Phoenix Splash, then moved to the main roster where he incorporated the curb stomp, then the pedigree, then that running knee thing. His execution was always so good because he made them look like death. That, however, soon became a problem for one Vince McMahon when the origins of the stomp came to light. Tying into a vicious scene in the movie American History X, Vince realized that kids may start doing this in their own backyard, and therefore it had to go i do kind of get this as anybody discussing it in mainstream media made it sound like the worst thing on the planet but the fallout was quite the outcry from the fans therefore we eventually came to a compromise rollins could do the move again but the curb part had to go so if you ever wondered why from nowhere it was just called the stomp Now you know. Number 8, Scott Steiner. Because he's nuts, everybody has forgotten how good early Scott Steiner was in the ring. I mean, he was a tank from day one, but he could still fly around the place and honestly was a marvel. Don't worry about his peaks, watch his array of suplexes instead. This was the same when he teamed with brother Rick too, as they went on to become one of the best tag teams ever. And with all that under his belt, Scotty took it further with one move, the Frankensteiner. He would use this regardless of the theme of the promotion and get wows every time, all the while ensuring he earned his nickname of the genetic freak because that's exactly what he was. The problem was he did this for two decades straight to the point his back essentially gave out on him, because of course it did. Throw in that at the turn of the century, he also started to suffer from drop foot and something had to give, or in this case, stopping using the Frankensteiner as his finish. It's why the Steiner recliner moved to the front of the queue, and wouldn't you know it, this still looked badass because Scott was just a monster when applying it. You gotta love the guy. Number seven, Damian Priest. Well, among all the rumors that Cody Rhodes was indeed headed back to WWE, all of a sudden, Damian Priest was no longer hitting his reckoning finisher. He switched to the razor's edge to apparently match his new attitude, but come on now, the crossroads was the exact same maneuver, so something had to give. Kind of oddly, this actually worked out, because around the same time, very sadly, Scott Hall passed away, who had helped Priest a lot, so him getting to do the same finish was a nice nod to not only a legend, but somebody who Damo was was happy to shout out. Cody is winning matches with his version, so that is that. We're done. We can all move on. Truth, then, is not to pick a move that a bigger star may be using, because you can't win that battle. Number 6. Darren Young And if you want proof of that, right here. This one is a little bit worse, as Mr. Young had only just picked this as his new finish and tied it into a long-running story. Then he got told, sorry Darren, that's a big nope. Because after aligning himself with Bob Backlund so he could make himself great again, he was bestowed the cross chicken wing that had served his mentor so well. I mean, Bob had used that to become the WWF champion so this seemed like a positive step for somebody wanting to climb the ladder. When October 2017 rolled around though and Oscar made the jump to the main roster, the powers that be informed Young this was done because it was one of the former NXT Women's Champion's major holds. Now I do get this in the sense the Emperor of tomorrow was gathering more steam but it still sucks for young he had put so much effort into this only for it to all be thrown out the window before it could get going he didn't stand a chance which was doubly true when he was released later that year really does seem unfair. Number 5, John Moxley. John Moxley has one hell of a DDT finish. It always looks like it kills the guy, but this wasn't his plan when he first showed up in the Shield. Because before he did indeed move to the Dirty Deeds, the then Dean Ambrose used a headlock driver that was actually kind of devastating when done right. So much so, it was a surprise that WWE signed off on it. As the name suggests, Ambrose would grab his opponent's head as if to give them a bulldog before falling forward and spiking their head into the canvas. As Mox would tell fightful though this move was great against the right guy but in the world of wwe where everybody is massive it just looked bad apparently one on randy orton was particularly awkward and we all know that hurting the viper is a very bad idea so we changed it up john has always said it was joey mercury who suggested the double arm ddt and man did he take that advice and run with it not only is it better than ever but he's got multiple versions as a when a match needs it number 4 chris jericho there was no way chris jericho was only ever going to have one finishing move throughout his career he's reinvented himself so many times how he ended matches was going to shift with that just defines the character When he returned after some time away from the wwe he did this deciding to go with the code breaker as opposed to the lion salt which by that point had basically all but replaced the walls of jericho while this was also smart due to it being relatively easier on the body there was actually a darker reason for this and it's not fun at all during a match for fmw legendary wrestler hayabusa had gone for chris's famed springboard moonsault missed and landed so badly on his neck he paralyzed himself this led to jericho and wwe to deciding maybe it was best to retire the move and come up with something far easier for all, hence the above. Wrestling is dangerous, my friends please stay safe out there. Number three, Apollo Cruise. Does anybody even know what Apollo Cruise's finish is? I mean, that's not his fault, but WWE uses him so infrequently it's easy to forget or question whether you knew to begin with. But when he did arrive in NXT, Cruz would finish opponents by hitting a press slam followed by a backflip into a splash. It was badass because it was flashy and Cruz was ripped, but when Triple H saw this, he felt we needed to shift some things around or focus more on the power side of his arsenal. That's why Apollo changed this to the spin-out power Bomb as the game thought it was more benefiting of his look and the fact that he was a heel at the time. It wasn't the worst idea as that move is also great, but it is weird that Cruz was told to tone down his agility. The man could spin and fly like nobody's business. Number two, Tyler Rex. Now Gabby Tuft and more power to her. The then Tyler Rex was not a big fan of John Cena. Yes, you heard that correctly. When she was competing in a WWE ring, though, Tuff would often use the burning hammer as a finish after a suggestion by Arne Anderson. For those that don't know, this was essentially an inverted attitude adjustment, and Rex was on it for a solid year. When she botched it one night, however, against Primo on a house show, Tuff was pulled aside by Cena and criticized for using the move, and even told off for deliberately altering what John did... I mean, who wants to tell him? As Gabby said in 2014 when talking to Wrestling Inc., Cena said she had to find an alternative or be fired. You'll be surprised to hear tough change this, although I'm not sure it helped her too much in the long run, because soon after, she was released. Number one, Triple H. Are you ready for this? In a different universe, the master of the diamond cutter is none other. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. than Triple H. For you see, when he arrived in the WWF as Hunter Hearst Helmsley, he wasn't smashing people with the pedigree and was indeed using this version of the cutter. He called it the Pedigree Pandemonium, or so it is said, which is the worst name for anything ever. And as the game explained in 2019, he stopped it because DDP asked him to. Page had started to use it just before this and didn't want it to be overexposed, and as they were buddies, he called in a favor. Triple H had no issues with this at all, and instead started dropping people on their face in a completely different way and there was that one guy who got slammed right onto his head that still looks horrible